0: Yep. i've had so many people who are just like i'm gonna start making a youtube video tomorrow no you make it today yeah you make it today you get it done you upload it tomorrow Yep. okay you don't you don't wait next week or the week after and start perfecting your video because the longer you wait the less motivation you have so for me i'm always acting on my motivation like if i'm inspired to do something right now i'm gonna go do it otherwise it's never gonna get done
1: welcome to the golden hour podcast brought to you by polar pro In today's episode, we speak with my friend Jason Vong and fellow YouTuber who's gathered well over 100,000 subscribers. Jason's a full-time filmmaker and photographer and he's really kind of become the expert and go-to guy when it comes to Sony cameras, gimbals, and tutorials. In this interview, we go over how he started his career on YouTube, how he became such a talented photographer and filmmaker, and his journey into becoming this Sony expert that we all know and love. I've known Jason for a while now, but it was really great to get to know him more on a personal level and understand where he's coming from as a photographer and filmmaker. Jason has really built a great business around his personal brand. and I think anybody who's starting a personal brand on either YouTube or Instagram is gonna have a lot to learn here, as well as anybody who's interested in doing filmmaking as a full-time profession. So without any further ado, let's get into my interview with Jason. All right, Jason Vong is here, uh, born in, uh, where are you from?
0: I'm from Los Angeles.
1: (laughs) That was a terrible intro. I was going to try to make like a a joke about how you lived in Japan for a month and a half, but it just didn't make any sense.
0: Oh, no, I was was born. I was born in Los Angeles. Born in LA? Born in LA. Born and raised. ABC that's yeah. what that's what we call ourselves asian americans asian, american born chinese is what oh okay yeah abc <laughs> i'm an abc <laughs> but you um
1: we were just talking about this uh anybody who follows jason knows that over the last couple weeks months you
0: were in japan for oh, a yes. while yes that was awesome wasn't yeah, it? yeah people thought i was living there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like oh, we thought you were living there and i was like no no i'm only there for like you know a month so and how, did, a half.
1: how did you like did you guys just save up a bunch of money and do that or like did you have a yeah. friend that lived, let you stay there or was no, it cheap we, we
0: actually did a really cool project um as was sponsoring it oh cool and um i don't know it's a dream come true for me like i always wanted to like make content out in japan you know yeah. i've always seen like some of my favorite japanese youtubers or people or youtubers in japan creators in japan mm-hmm. always just like you know hey i'm living here i'm just you know making this youtube channel because i'm practicing my japanese but eventually it led into this thing where they're just like out vlogging yeah. and they're showing off the, all the cool That's stuff so in japan. magical there yeah and i was like dude i want to do that yeah but uh, anyways back on topic so no, um zeiss, yeah zeiss ramble. wants to uh do something with us and i was like super stoked on it they're yeah. like hey you like, we, we want to do something with you. Like, what ideas do you have? I was like, I can help you guys create content out in Japan because I nice. always want to do something like that. And I can do something like a free filmmaking course or something, which, yeah. by the way, it's coming out this month oh, or soon. whenever this podcast is coming out. Yeah, it'll come when. out like
1: in two weeks or something.
0: Yeah, but we partnered up with Zeiss to create a uh, free filmmaking course uh-huh. on how to create modern day travel film. Ah. So we're featuring all the bodice lenses, but more importantly... Is that how you say it? Yeah, bodice. I always say badice they told me bodice okay yeah it's named after birds all their lenses are named Uh after some sort of birds but yeah um what are we talking about sorry <laughs> you, you used all the bodice lenses yeah we use all the, the bodice lenses series, but more yeah, importantly Japan. it's just you know learning the basics of cinematography yeah. and just how to capture something beautiful yeah. whenever you're out traveling rather than just using your smartphone so mm-hmm. it's going to be a really good series yeah. on my channel i'm super happy about it
1: so for anybody who doesn't know jason vong uh first off we're friends we've met yeah. several times over the last two years or so yeah. in the youtube community yeah and uh it's it's actually pretty awesome to have you on today oh, thank you Thank you. Um, but Glad
0: you're out here in la now
1: oh man we love it yeah. i seriously just like i don't i uh, sorry nashville friends who might be listening but i don't miss it <laughs> 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 i am going out there uh next week for a wedding for one of my friends and oh okay.
0: so that will be interesting to like go are you back. shooting the wedding or no you...
1: i'm in the wedding oh so, okay yeah. i'm
0: in a wedding this month
1: too isn't that weird yeah we I've, both uh have kind you of shot st- a wedding before oh my gosh i've shot 300 weddings oh so wow. the last eight years yeah, yeah. more than me but yeah, it's really? weird,
0: right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so like, strange. It's like, what do we do? You want to just to stand there and take yep. photos? It's I'm usually on the other <laughs> yeah. side. I
1: actually told my friend, I was like, I'm probably going to bring my camera, even though I'm a groomsman, yeah. like I'm going to feel weird if I'm not like, yeah. shoot. especially if they, I don't think they really have like a videographer. Yeah. So like, oh, I, would, I would feel strange. Like they're going to get married and not have a video and I'm there like.
0: Guys, it's 2019, about to be 2020. You got to have video <laughs> on your wedding, all right? It's true. All right.
1: So did you get started in weddings? Like, is that how you started as a photographer or?
0: Oh, well, I actually, so I went to school for, I guess, media. It uh-huh. used to be like film, but then they changed it to media. Yeah. So I went to school for media and when I got out of, college i went i went to work for a japanese production company oh, cool. so i did all of their social media and all of that so that's how i honed in all my skills for video and photography and if you
1: if you creep your instagram account you can see like you did a bunch of
0: stuff for like a japanese rock oh, band or something oh my gosh you dug that far huh <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> digging up old cheats uh, old tweets yeah <laughs> what yeah. was that about was that for that production company yes yeah, for that production company so they are mainly uh doing Commercial work for Japan out here in the states, so I was oh, sort of wow. their production assistant, but at the same time I also managed their social media. So whenever they want to bring some sort of like pop culture scene out here in yeah. Los Angeles, I would be the one helping them out. So we ran a YouTube channel and everything, and I was sort of like um, one of, one of the three hosts. Oh, cool! And I edited what the year videos. Was this? this was like back in 2012, fresh out okay. of college. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't actually start shooting weddings until. 2016 okay yeah that's when my old college buddy hit me up he was like hey i see that you're shooting, uh, shooting with a panasonic gh4 how about you come help me shoot some weddings and nice. i was like heck yeah i'm gonna come out and shoot some weddings with Did you. you start with video first yeah so yeah my whole background is uh video first okay yeah because i
1: always saw you as a photographer who became a
0: youtuber really Mm -hmm. interesting i think a lot of my subscribers kind of feel that i'm like a a video guy first because they're like you don't you hardly talk about photography topics
1: (laughs) i mean like when i started consuming your content about i guess two years ago when the sony kind of blow up happened um you were really at the forefront of that wave yeah and um, I will definitely want to get into that and yeah. just how that's shaped shaped everything. But before you shot on Sony, again, if you creep on your Instagram account, there's a bunch of Canon cameras.
0: Yep, Canon, Panasonic. Panasonic. Yeah, so um, when we were talking about the whole time i was with that japanese 2012 yeah 20 2012 um i did primarily videos so i started off with a canon t3i that was like Mm -hmm. my first dslr uh eventually transitioned to the panasonic gh4 which blew my world i was just like 4k baby 4k
1: (laughs) auto
0: bogus i was like this is awesome but at the same time i also got into photography as well so my my passion for photography kind of developed for um the the Japanese pop culture social media site because we were covering rock bands like yeah. we were talking about earlier. So I was shooting concert photos, which I love. I fell in love with photography because mm. of concert photos. So I was like, oh man, this micro four thirds. You know, it's not really good in low light. Let me try getting a full frame Canon camera. So that's why I was like shooting with a Canon 5D Mark III yep. and a Panasonic GH4. But I was like, this is kind of weird. You know, You're I'm shooting with forth. two different cameras, right? I was mm-hmm. like, do I buy like micro four thirds lenses or do I buy full frame lenses? Like, what do I do? I started getting confused. Used. So that's why I invested into a Sony camera. Yeah,
1: I guess at that time the A7 came out, the A7S, mm-hmm. they are the originals, mm-hmm. right? Did yep. you go straight into the original cameras or did you go into the Mark IIs?
0: I went into the Mark IIs because oh. around the time the Sony A7S II was blowing up in the filmmaking community. Oh, yeah. You know, like you, you will see it everywhere in like Facebook groups. And even my friends were shooting with the Sony yeah. A7S. Well, it was a big deal
1: because the first one didn't shoot 4K internally and then no. the second one did. Yeah, yeah. So. It was a big
0: deal. It was a huge deal. So my production company wanted to start doing their own production, like just some in-house stuff. So we invested into an a7S II, and I was like playing around with it. I was like, this is really cool. I think I'm going to get an a7S II for myself.
1: Mm, At the time, it was well over $3,000 too, I think. Yep,
0: yep. And then what I found out was um, there's another camera, the a7R II, which does 42 megapixel photos. And here's the thing about the a7R II that stuck out. From the A7S 2 at the time was that you can shoot 4K in Super 35 mode. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait a minute, this is awesome because I have a bunch of uh, APS-C lenses that I was adapting on my GH4. This is going to be perfect. I can adapt my uh, APS-C lenses onto my A7R 2 and still be able to shoot 4K in Super 35 mode. Like so I went.
1: The Tokina 11 to 16 and yes. the 18 to 35 sigma
0: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> all the lenses that you would be using on a GH4, I like adapted to my Sony yeah. a7 R2. I was like, this is amazing. And I found out more amazing things about the camera, you know, like it has what the phase detection autofocus mm-hmm. and the contrast detection autofocus, whereas the a7 S2 doesn't have really good autofocus. Yeah, so I was like, these are like gold like information, and no one is putting out there on YouTube. So yeah. I was like, why don't I contribute back to? YouTube, uh-huh. you know, a platform that I've learned so much about photography and video and just start pumping out Sony content, so.
1: And so that's how it began. Yeah. And you started out with almost like a niche kind of camera. Not really, but not really. at the time, nobody was really talking about it. You yeah. found a kind of a hole in the market. Nobody yeah. was talking about that camera.
0: Yeah, definitely. There were, there were a few people, but not a whole lot. More the, photography as, based. Exactly. More mm-hmm. photography based. So I came in more with a uh, photography and video, so hybrid shooting background.
1: Yeah. And for anybody who isn't aware, like you said, the R2, it was kind of part of the same line of the a7S two, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, it had better autofocus. Way you better. could shoot in 4K, full frame and crop. The mm-hmm. full frame mode wasn't as sharp, but it, most people can't really tell anyways. I couldn't tell. So yeah. you get the benefit of both. And yeah. it's a 40 or 38 megapixel. Is that 42 it? megapixels. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: my first Sony camera. I fell in love with it. I still yeah. have it. That's it's, awesome. It's amazing.
1: Cool. Yeah. So... Um, we'll get back into the all the sony story stuff okay um but uh your your social media channels like when we were trying to do research about you oh like they really stay away from like personal details is that like intentional do you try to just stay more business or you don't really share your personal life
0: i don't i don't know i feel like i do put myself out there but at the same time i i I, I guess because like I was like is this relevant information is this something that I can yeah does, do people really need to know about this or is this like fluff like but I like
1: don't... well let's let's talk about some things maybe some yeah. people in your audience don't know totally so like uh, so you have a girlfriend yes we see her all the time yes how long have you guys been together
0: so my girlfriend is Vivian she's my managing partner um but most been... people
1: know her if they are yeah. familiar with you but
0: yeah 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 so she we've been together for about I guess almost three three, four, oh, she's gonna hate me for this. Like around <laughs> three, or, three or four years. Yeah, kind of the beginning of the channel. Then yeah, right? beginning of the channel. She's like ultimately what got me started on my YouTube channel. Wow. Yeah, because I was like, hey, I'm not sure should I stay with Canon or should I stay with Sony. So I was like comparing yeah. cameras with her. I'm always going back and forth, and she was like, maybe, maybe you should go with the Sony because it seems like you like that one a lot more. And I was like, okay, cool. So she, she's got me. She pushed me to get the Sony, uh-huh. and that's how I started making YouTube channel, uh, my wow. YouTube channel, on it. So, she's she has helped make this channel possible sometimes
1: uh, i found my wife too like she because she's so unbiased and doesn't have any really investment in this industry like i have yeah uh it's really easy to kind of give her the pros and cons of each thing that i'm dealing with in my work mm-hmm. and she can just make a very unbiased like yeah. judgment yeah and it's actually really good to have that because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like oh yeah you're you're right that's the right thing to do. because we
0: start seeing things that like someone else wouldn't see and we're like clouded with biased judgment yeah and she's like yeah it seems seems like you like this one you know you see you like this color and all that stuff. (laughs) just go with this one i was like this is sony are you sure yeah it's three thousand dollars you sure he's like yeah yeah yeah. just go for it (laughs) yeah yeah yeah.
1: it was like that with my phone like i i really wanted the the tennis max the the new iphone but yeah it more money yeah i told laura i was like this one is bigger but it's more expensive and you know this one i probably should get that one The the xr it's cheaper yeah and she's like just get the max you obviously want that one so. yeah it's like you're you're just you're just just get it because it's true like if i get the thing i don't want like i kind of every day of my life like regret not yeah. having you're like oh i should have this is so first world i'm sorry i should have
0: gone with the zoni yeah
1: um and you, you you so you grew up in LA what college did you go to
0: I went to UC Riverside okay yeah, yeah cool
1: yeah, yeah. was that a good experience did you like it
0: I liked it I mean I was out there I mean that's what got me um, a lot of the opportunities that I have now so yeah that friend I was telling you about that hooked me up with the wedding job um, his name is Eric and he he was like I think he was he's three four years older than me so mm-hmm. I met him when he was a senior and I was like a fresh a freshman yeah met only once um, went to one or two film clubs together and never saw the dude again. And almost like six or seven years later, we joined the same Panasonic GH4 group. And, sh- oh, cool. and he saw that and he was like, hey, you want to some w- yeah. yeah, you want to switch, uh, shoot some weddings with the I was like, I'm down. So we've been okay. best buds since. And awesome. we've been doing weddings together. So yeah, and you know, um, just meeting the people out there is what make the experience good. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. the curriculum was good, but mm-hmm. the people out there was good.
1: So you mentioned Chinese American is. Yeah. Uh, are your parents from China or? They're actually second generation. Yeah. See,
0: this is this is why. <laughs> I'm not the best person to explain this, but uh, my parents are from Vietnam, but they're from the Chinese part of okay. Vietnam. So they know Vietnamese, Chinese, wow. Mandarin, you know, some other different language.
1: So are they first generation Americans or or, or like they uh, they're immigrants or? Yeah, they're immigrants oh cool yeah so, so you're when, first gen
0: Yeah, so I'm first generation yeah. yeah i think that's how it works that's beautiful that's awesome yeah. so We're... i learned chinese growing i learned cantonese growing up really well wow. english so but i speak primarily english yeah, yeah sure
1: that's I... but you can you're bilingual
0: i'm yeah Ish. i mean i can i can survive with cantonese but i wouldn't say i'm very proficient if, at it i'm
1: sure if you if they dropped you there you would probably pick it up
0: oh yeah i'll be fine we went to hong kong right before japan so cool. i was like this is great I, did you
1: I see can, all the dji stuff did you go to dji ah uh,
0: i think wait is dji in hong kong or they no, in china right
1: they're in china right
0: yeah i don't know
1: do you have uh brothers and sisters
0: i have a half brother
1: okay yeah, yeah 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 cool and uh <laughs> see like i can't i'm not getting any like cool stories here what's your half brother like he's cool yeah
0: yeah i mean he's he introduced me to video games
1: oh sweet yeah did you grow up playing video games i
0: grew up playing video games with him We had an <laughs> snes uh, Nintendo 64, he got me into the Legend of Zelda series, which yeah. I am like super obsessed with. Uh, oh I went gosh, to E3 like last, wait, this week. I went to E3 this week.
1: <laughs> last week? It oh. was this week, yeah. It was
0: literally this week. And I went, to... I lined up, I stood in line for two hours to play the new Zelda game. That's how, was that's it how crazy passionate I am about it. It was good. I've never, I... it was a remake from the Game Boy Advance, not sorry, Game Boy series. Oh, okay. So I've. it's one series that I've never played, but they're remaking it for the Switch, So i'm like do you own a switch i own a switch yes
1: do you own the ps4
0: i don't own a ps4 vivian owns a ps4 (laughs) but it's at her her parents place because her brothers plays it but whenever there's like a new playstation game i want to play we steal it back (laughs) that's amazing um
1: growing up were you like into photography filmmaking stuff like that or
0: yeah growing up i was into video a lot so in high school i shot with a point-and-shoot camera you know just like make cool Uh, swimming music videos because i was on the swim team oh wow i would like craft together like little music videos i would like film out a little swim beats and just like put together music videos very cool um whenever there's like a a a video project for any of my classes i'm always the first one to be like yes let's do this i want to make videos absolutely
1: i remember there were times where there would be like a final exam or something and i would literally just make a video instead yeah and uh and the teacher always loved it because like everybody was so impressed by it I remember, like, one time somebody, the, the teacher, like, showed it to all of her classes. Like, look what, look what Dave did yeah. for his exam. Yeah. And I was like, that was so easy. Like, it took me <laughs> 10 minutes. And...
0: But the important thing was you had a lot of fun. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, re- I remember, like, um, in history, it was 10th grade history. I forgot what, what the subject was. It was, like, world history or something like that. Our teacher was like, yeah, for your for your midterm and for your final, just make, like, a the video reenactment of whatever happened in history and a bunch oh of my, my friends gosh. and I got together and just like recreated like a bunch of, I don't know, like some of the wars we just had, a we just had a bunch of fun. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you remember back when, um, the series called red versus blue with like halo mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, do- yeah. they're like doing all the, 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 animation through the video game. We did that too. We're just yeah. like, let's just, let's just create a world history thing with, with, uh, with the halo characters. Yeah. It was just fun. It was just, it allowed us to be creative and it, it ultimately spiraled me to have a passion for, videos very cool mm-hmm.
1: um so straight out of college you're working for this japanese production company mm-hmm. did you like that was that a good job
0: i had a blast yeah. i i loved everyone there they were so supportive well, give me some yeah.
1: stories from that like i mean it just sounds so wild and well, but, what do you want to know? Well, like, <laughs> I mean, what were you doing? I mean, you, I saw some picture. If you go creep on his Instagram, you can find some Japanese mm-hmm. rock bands. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, what was that like? Did you work with some like celebrities in Japan?
0: Yeah, yeah, we did. So, um, again, it primarily the Japanese production company is um, they do client work for Japan. You know, whenever they need to make a commercial out here in the U.S., they would totally do it. Um, I was a PA for that production assistant for that so I'll assist with anything between like bookings or just sort of like uh, um, Locking down a venue or a spot or whatever for them, but I was mainly hired to do their social media, Uh you know So they wanted to expand on their pop culture content like anime Japanese music, you know, anybody that's coming in town like a concert that I would have to go cover for that I think when I started with them, they only had like a blog, but then around that time, like 2011, 2012, YouTube was a huge thing, you know, like, businesses were getting into, into making YouTube videos and stuff, so I pitched to them, I was like, I will help you guys make a YouTube channel, and we would just do some cool things, we would make, we would create videos on how to create these things called character bentos, in which, um, you craft together, like, favorite anime characters on a rice dish or something like that oh, wow. so we had a host for that so she was amazingly talented she was making all of that stuff i was filming i was editing and unfortunately, that was very short-lived. That's mm-hmm. what got us the most subscribers at uh-huh. the time on our YouTube channel because of these like <laughs> character dishes. Yeah, yeah. But she, uh, the, the original host, wanted to move on. So we were like, okay, what do we do? Are we gonna like let the channel die, or should we like start pumping out like different kinds of content? Because none yeah. of us are talented enough to make <laughs> character dishes. So then I was like, you know, why don't I like put together something maybe like weekly, you know, Japanese mm-hmm. news or, uh, you know, t- trying out different. Japanese candies because at the time oh, nice. yeah. those types of contents were popular like oh I'm trying Japanese food today or Japanese yeah. candies <laughs> and that led to me like going out to conventions doing interviews wow. um, whenever there's Japanese bands that came into town I would interview them I would shoot the concert you know it was a lot of fun oh my and that's, gosh and that's what made me feel more confident in front of the camera because I wasn't very confident in front of a camera before but it forced me to be be in front of the camera and just kind of like talk and be excited and be happy and share yeah. this information with everybody yeah so that helped me got you know um
1: give you more confidence gave
0: me, gave me more confidence and just sort of um allowed me to share my passion you know an yeah. outlet for me to share my passion about something were
1: you doing the editing as well on that yes or? wow
0: all the editing all the writing so all you the really kind of cut
1: your teeth as a youtuber in that yes. job mm-hmm. can people see stuff still
0: yeah it's it's up there you can look it up kawaii kakoi sugoi if you can spell that <laughs> good, luck <spelling laughs> good luck spelling it. good luck spelling that um but yeah, it, it stands for cute, cool, and amazing, and that was like our whole like motto or motif. We want to showcase the most cute, cutest thing, the coolest thing, and the most awesomest things uh-huh. from Japan through oh, the YouTube wow. channel. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then, f- why did you end up quitting that job? Things were starting to slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things were starting to slow down, and um,
1: you had the opportunity to sh- start doing it weddings. Was,
0: it was it was yeah, weddings for sure. Yeah, things were just slowing down. That's yeah. All. Um, you know, I, I could get into this whole thing. I don't know if anybody would want to listen to it, but <laughs> I'll just do a TLDR. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I don't know if you know, but Korean pop culture mm-hmm. is like massive right now. Yeah, K-pop. Yeah, K-pop. <laughs> K-pop! So, unfortunately, <laughs> the Japanese scene didn't get as popular other than the anime stuff. Okay. So, where I, where I was coming from, we were like pretty much in the entertainment side. Mm-hmm. So, the entertainment just wasn't wasn't as impactful as the Korean pop culture, even as of right now. So it's just like sort of hard to like get opportunities. You know, unless we start branding ourselves to do more Korean content, which we didn't want it to do so (laughs) it's it's just a different country yeah it's a different country and unfortunately i don't listen to a lot of k-pop otherwise i totally would do it (laughs) i mean have you seen like youtube right now k-pop music video reacts oh my gosh it's crazy i mean you go on the
1: trending tab and there's always some korean pop artists
0: yeah so in a different life maybe i would have been which is strange to me but korean
1: there's so many people not even in america but just people all over the world who cannot speak
0: korean but they love that stuff. My girlfriend, Vivian, she loves K-pop. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. her favorite? Like so BTS? I understand. Uh, she likes this band called Shiny. Yeah. So they... So
1: she just listens to music and can't understand anything?
0: No, but she actually studies. She tried to study a little bit of Korean oh really? yeah well sort of like me when i listen to japanese music i like study a little bit of japanese interesting so okay yeah, okay crazy.
1: so fun. you start shooting weddings this is in tw- uh, 2000 what's what you say 14 15 16 16 okay 2015 2016 so gh4 yeah. 5d and then you switch to the a7s2 around yes. that time
0: a7s2 a7r2 yeah a7r2 yeah, yeah. Sorry. i own the r2 but my friends all got the s2 gotcha yeah so.
1: yeah and you start your youtube channel because you're not seeing very much sony content out there f- around just the things that you're doing with the our yeah. hybrid shooting mm-hmm. um just tell me about that process and what that was like starting the channel and seeing just the comments and the, res- the response that you got yeah and i can just tell you from my perspective as just a, a watcher of youtube Before I was even a YouTuber, I was, you know, seeing your stuff come up all the time. So, like, the algorithm really liked you. (laughs) Like, because Sony was blowing up, you just had the perfect timing. And, like, in a way, you're kind of the poster boy for Sony. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So just tell me about that whole story and just, like, how it came to be and, like, some of the exciting things that were happening in that early stage while your channel was growing.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I think... Okay, so a lot. So when I first started and when the A7R2 and the S2 first came out, there weren't a lot of lenses. So a lot of people were adapting lenses. They're adapting yeah. their Canon lenses, you know, like you're saying for me, Tokina, Sigma. And mm-hmm. people wanted to know, it's like, well, how's the autofocus? Or like, what's it like? What's the experience like? And no one was really commenting on those at the time. So I was like, you know what? I'll just make some test videos. You know, like here it is with uh, A7R2 with the Metabones. Uh, speed booster or Metabones adapter, and this is with a Canon 70 200. Let's find out. Yeah. Let's see if the autofocus is good or not. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's not too bad. When you get to this focal length, it starts slowing down. You know, mm-hmm. I was offering these like real world. Well, not really real world, but like real life tests, mm-hmm. you know, people can actually see for themselves. They're like, oh, OK, well, the autofocus is working really well here. Maybe I should consider this combination, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was commenting more on the user experience side of things, yeah. which I don't think a lot of reviews were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. They were just sort of just, you know, all spec talks. And it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, this camera can do this, this and that. But how is it like in a real world situation? So I was like yeah. putting the camera, I was setting it up. I was like having Vivian walk back and forth. We're like, OK, well, the autofocus is tracking really well. You know, and all that stuff, you know, showcasing yeah. those real moments to people so they can actually see how the camera mm-hmm. works, would work for them.
1: Yeah. And kind of, I mean, it was like three years ago. So that was like kind of the height of Casey Neistat vlog time, right? Yes. I was so super like, obsessed with Casey Neistat. Oh, uh, me too. I think everybody was. <laughs> yeah. I was really inspired by him and Gary v and like everyone. Yeah. That whole kind of sure. time is just yeah. like. I don't. I don't watch Casey as much. I don't listen to Gary as much anymore. Yeah, it gets but too overwhelming, right? It's, uh, <laughs> it's Gary, like, it's like I know
0: Gary. I know. I just need to do it. Just please. <laughs> stop yelling in my ear i know exactly yeah those airpods on you're just listening to his podcast (laughs) yeah
1: exactly his podcast with terrible audio (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: i remember when he first started right it's just like those echoes those pitch yeah it's like you
1: can tell he's like talking on his phone Mm -hmm. in his microphone like in a hallway but
0: that's something that i really respect yeah and that's something that like got me like rethinking my whole channel i'm just like yo this guy is not making things perfect and he's still racking up the views he's still he's still loved by so many people yeah and he's putting out awesome content because first and foremost awesome content has to be the forefront of your yeah of your Same video casey
1: piece. the quality yeah objectively could be seen as low but yeah. when you really look at what the videos the vlogs that casey neistat was doing at exactly. the time they were actually really high quality
0: exactly
1: but the camera itself was low quality yeah you know? exactly so but his I, composition his editing his exactly. performance it was, storytelling. was all storytelling it was all top-notch yeah,
0: it was very top-notch i remember when d-rock was first shooting gary's vlog and i was like oh i thought i thought it was all right you know it's pretty shaky camera movements but as time went by because he did it daily for gary his cinematography started to improve his everything started to improve production quality started to improve audio started to improve and i was like Wow. Yeah. I was like, I'm just sitting here complaining when I should be just, you know, just doing the thing and mm-hmm. just putting out the practice out there, just putting in the work yeah. and just get better that way. So,
1: with that said, like, was that part of why you started being more consistent on YouTube? Because yes. you were just driven by that.
0: Because when I first started on YouTube, I think everybody else is. Maybe you have the same feeling as well being a perfectionist. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh well, it's not perfect. Yeah. Camera's low shaky in this one spot or the autofocus mm-hmm. is pulsing right here. It's it's just how oh, let's just grab this whole thing. Because
1: we come from a more you know, production yeah. production side. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's just like why well people don't really care about this. You know, it's YouTube. It's it's in some sense it's a little bit raw. It doesn't have to be too polished, but yeah, You know, good enough to watch and be entertained by.
1: Yeah. and mm-hmm. But then you have people like uh, Austin Evans. You have people like <laughs> uh, Jonathan Morrison, oh. Marquez Brownlee, you know. The Team Crispy. Li- yeah. I mean, the, the list can go on with these tech channels that yeah. are producing stuff that looks like a professional TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they don't need to do that?
0: I think they they were doing it at the time because it's what gave them the edge and it's what made them stick out. I think Mm -hmm. YouTube goes through, like, different phases, you know? Obviously, there was a huge daily vlogging scene that's I don't think is really... Like, yeah, it's the thing now. It's, like other things are popular on YouTube, but at the time, having that production quality was what gave them the edge and sort of like got more eyeballs to them and they sort of built their empire on that. So Linus Mm -hmm. Tech Tip, MKBHD, Jonathan Morrison, it's something that they did that they stuck around doing and and it fits into their whole uh, motto and motif, you know? They're like, hey, we're tech guys, obviously our stuff's gotta look good on YouTube. Yeah. so it, it makes total sense for them. yeah, but, but for us, I think like you know, it's a little bit it's okay to be a little bit loosey-goosey about it because yeah. then you know, ultimately people who are watching us are just creatives who are aspiring to do what we do. and mm-hmm. you know, they want to they want to have that feeling of, hey, I'm able to create something like this. I don't need a fancy slider. I don't need a giant red camera to do yeah. what, you know, to be a successful YouTuber because these are the same guys who are shooting with the A6300, A6400 who are still, you yeah. know, making amazing content, still attracting a yeah. lot of, um, audience. I
1: saw in one of your videos <laughs> that you have a cinematic coming mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. soon uh, that you're editing that you shot when you were in Japan. Yeah. Do you like to kind of, you know you do your reviews they're more loosey-goosey like you said Mm -hmm. but then the cinematic is beautiful and it's really well made do you do you find value in kind of showcasing what you can do
0: absolutely absolutely does that give
1: you more credibility
0: i think so yeah totally because I, I feel like a lot of people sort of see us as just like youtubers it's just cranking out content you know yeah. on, on our chairs in front of a computer but we're so much more than that you yeah. know we're able to be creative and make something cool out of it it's yeah. just unfortunately those creative things don't have the necessary seo or those yeah. keywords that well, that's would get what i was gonna say is like
1: you don't get any views on a creative piece <laughs> no
0: that's that's the thing you're right you're just like unless you have, you're sem colder <laughs> yeah you have to like bait people in and just like you know you can't just have a wedding video with the bride and the groom's name on it you got to have something like this speech will make you cry or something yeah. like that right i think you got to play the game sometimes totally yeah but then this one it's not going to be like any baby title i'm just going to put like simple japan cinematic shot on yeah Sony and so i'll have a little bit of seo at the end for the tag
1: sure and yeah. you and you have like you have a a good base of people i'm sure that just watch anything you make anyways right like a yeah, decent amount. those are my
0: mvps my right mvps I, every time someone comments first on my video i am be like you're my mvp bro. You <laughs> i love it awesome or notification squad like i don't do the whole notification squad thing like most people do like notification squad ch- uh, check-in or something like that people just like send me like dms and uh instagram stories just like i'm watching your video notification awesome. squad reporting and i'm like dude bro you guys are like my MVPs."
1: It's so amazing like, i love you guys so let's talk about the the kind of the hit and when you start to realize like oh shoot like this is actually working this can become my new thing like my job Mm uh what was that point for you you know was it a year ago two years ago
0: it was two years ago i think a lot of my friends like especially like um eric my my wedding partner and vivian they were just telling me like you have a lot of potential in this i think you should just yeah maybe try it out pursue it especially with the things that were slowing down from my last job it's just like maybe you should you know, just kind of jump for it, just kind of go for it and see where it takes you. Mm-hmm. So it was a very scary thing, you know, just having to be like, okay, like, this is something that I want to move on to. How do I do it? Yeah. I, I wasn't even making a lot of money at the time mm-hmm. from YouTube. That was like the most scariest thing. But, you know, we just kept hammering. Were on. you doing
1: affiliate marketing at that yes, time? Yes, absolutely. Were you doing absolutely. it like but with international and like. International. Links and yep, that? yep, okay. yep. So Amazon, you were making a little bit, but not a ton
0: trust me you, you know how expensive rent here is right <laughs> yeah. right right yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know when you first started that wasn't covering the bills that wasn't paying half the rent so yeah 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 on totally. top of that we're gearheads so i'm just like oh yeah you know i'll just pick up this two thousand dollar lens yeah two thousand dollar body oh you know i'll just buy this buy one it's like i'm like losing money from doing this <laughs> yeah so every, anytime i see like these tech youtubers just like buying like five thousand dollars mac pros and imax i'm like how yeah how are, how's your wallet not bleeding so
1: well oh, you would yeah. think that they have a lot of overhead <laughs>
0: yeah yeah people think youtubers are rich we're like we're not yeah, we're some just of them like are but yes yeah, some are but
1: well ken we had ken on uh from austin evans and he said his first job ever he was actually in basically interning or potentially going to work with jonathan morrison but austin was there because they share an office mm-hmm. and so he was like yoink so that's how yeah so austin ended up Taking Ken, mm-hmm. but Ken's first job was uh, it was the MacBook, uh, just the MacBook, the super thin one. Yeah, just came out, and Jonathan said, "Hey, Ken, can you go to the Apple Store and go buy eight MacBooks?" Uh, <laughs> and so he was like, "Okay." So he had like this credit card, and he's like, "I'll take eight, please." <laughs> they, and they uh, they were with the What's Inside guys, and they cut it open, and oh. they did a couple of tests on two or three of them, and then they did reviews on the other three because there's different colors so they had to have each color you know oh my god So like at the high level stuff like that happens yeah
0: yeah totally i mean like for me it's just like i had to i had to buy i I did a recently did a a macbook pro review just to test out premiere pro right how it was running I was like, okay, well, I need this laptop ASAP because it just came out. And I had to walk, the Apple store was like literally just down the street from me. I literally walked down the store. I was like, what's the latest MacBook you have? What is your what is your inventory? And I was like, I was hoping they would have like a, a, a semi-spec'd out, like not too spec'd out, you yeah. know, a MacBook. So I was like, okay, I don't have to spend too much money. They're like, well, the only one we have is a fully maxed out <laughs> version MacBook. Do you want it? I was like all right i'll buy it (laughs) i was like great i was like walking home i was like this is horrible (laughs) this hurts so much how do people do it
1: i know and that's the thing is when you're a youtuber especially when you're doing tech stuff yeah a lot of our livelihood especially now that for both of us it's a full-time thing like relies on being fast and being topical and relevant and it's, it's it's exhausting
0: yeah i mean like how many times have you felt like you're competing with another youtuber i'm sure you have that yeah i mean
1: right? yeah i mean there's that... i'm like
0: oh, man dave and connor just pumped down a6400 review I, mean, I need to step <laughs> my game it up it took
1: us a month after that event though you guys were the
0: first one i remember i was like all right you know yeah I'm, i'll make oh you M- mean the the news one no you guys did like a 6400 versus m50 for oh, yeah. Canon, yeah. and then everyone was requesting the same thing on my channel, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, I guess I'll do it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can get B and H to send me out a loaner for M fifty <laughs> to test out." Then gets like, I I literally sent the request out, and then I look at my subscription feed, A sixty four hundred versus M fifty. I was like, "How are these guys doing?" And I was like, "I'm losing right here." <laughs> that video I was did. It's like, oh no, uh,
1: it did perform pretty well. Yeah, because people but... want
0: to see that stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we did a we did a.
0: But uh, but, but, uh, but for real, though, that velocity, you guys pumped it out and still kept it, like, quality. It was amazing. Oh, thank you. It was super cool.
1: <laughs> we'll see how it goes now that I'm a solo YouTuber. Oh, my gosh. A lot I'll, of I'll the, help you out. Yeah, a lot of the quality is because I had Connor by my side. Yeah. So, well, yeah, let's start collabing. More. <laughs> so, what happened when, like, Sony actually reached out to you? And what was that point when, like, it's you like- started getting stuff early? You started kind of going to the events? hang out with gordon lang and the camera store guys yeah. and you know
0: they're they're dp reviews guys now. Okay. Oh. <laughs> but at the time they were oh, yeah, <laughs> jordan and uh um... i felt like i transcended no nah, i'm just messing it was <laughs> it's amazing it's also very surreal at the same time because anytime i'm at these like press trips to like talk about a new product mm-hmm. and i'm just hanging out with everybody i used to watch yeah and i still do have you met kai I have not met Kai. Kai's amazing. I, I want to meet Kai. I met Locke. Oh, he's so great too. Yeah, he's amazing. Kai but,
1: and Locke are from uh uh what was the DigiRev TV.
0: Yeah, Digital Rev. Yeah, yeah. they're they're awesome. They're mm-hmm. totally cool. Um, I feel sorry
1: for the Instagrammers who are listening to this that don't know any of the context that we're talking about.
0: So. Oh snaps. I thought this was <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, right? Instagram and YouTube is two different worlds.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so true. But anyways, yeah. so you go to these trips and you're like, it's so surreal. Almost yeah. uh, same for me. Like, I get still starstruck when I yeah. see, you know, like I met I Justine on the Sony event that yeah. we went to. Yeah, and that was the first time I ever met her. And I'm like, you're like so freaking she's so famous cool, and, right? and cool.
0: And she's so like, she and Jenna are so down to earth. Oh yeah, they like respond to my Instagram story and they comment on my post. And I'm like. I'm commenting yeah anytime yeah anytime they comment on my stuff or like respond to my story i, I was like I'm here, I'm here. oh i met
1: philip bloom at nab this year and oh. that was for me that was kind of like you know i'm too scared to approach him. yeah that's
0: yeah. the thing like uh, on these press trips i'm like these are the people i watch my, you know, learning photography and stuff like that. And they, they welcome sort of you celebs. in. They're rock stars. You know? Yeah. They,
1: they welcome you in, and it's like, oh, cool, you're Jason Vong. Like, yeah. And it's like... They're like, who are you? <laughs> okay. You're the Sony guy. <laughs> How often do you get that? The Sony
0: guy. Um, from
1: them or from other people? Just in general. <laughs> in general? Yeah. Um, Do you like being I, the Sony guy?
0: I guess. Are I mean, you, like, I, I...
1: What happens when, uh, you know hypothetically fuji makes something better and it's like amazing it's the end of
0: my career i'm telling, I'm telling. <laughs> well i think it's you for life i think or sony for life so, Sony for life. um you know it's just i think i want i've always wanted my content to be more tailored to education so ultimately mm-hmm. at the end of the day Whatever people are watching for me, albeit that it's titled something with Sony, is that they're going to get more valuable information yeah. from me rather than just gear. It's more going to be like, hey, this is what you can do with a 50 millimeter, 35 millimeter. Mm-hmm. Here's what you can do with the audio stuff. It's just, it's titled Sony, you yeah. know? So, and you're
1: wearing an alpha shirt in yeah. your thumbnail or yeah. your title or your uh, your profile pic is you wearing a oh, Sony yeah, alpha shirt. I rock shirt. that. You know, I rock
0: yeah. that like I'm Superman or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, so when did Sony start actually communicating with you
0: I think it was uh right right around the time the 24g master was about to be launched and then they were like hey you wanna come check this thing out and I'm like
1: this is in San Francisco right yes mm-hmm. so got to me like, Jared Poland fro knows yeah town. fro
0: knows. dude fro is like the guy that I used to go to a lot for yeah. YouTube and I'm still scared to approach him I'm like yeah, I can't. I was like, 15 That's that's fro. That's fro." I listened to this podcast. Like, I learned yeah. concert photography from this guy. I didn't tell him any of that. You know, I didn't want to come off as a fanboy, so I'm just like, What's up Jared, nice to meet you." you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, so that was the first event that you went to. From yeah. that point on, you know, once you're yeah. in, you're kind of in, and start getting invited Hopefully, to stuff. Knock on wood, you know. And the the race begins at that point. You're you're given yeah. an opportunity to see something um maybe you have a couple of days and then the embargo is lifted mm-hmm. um what's that like kind of being a process being in the process it's... of that and explain to somebody who doesn't understand that
0: yeah so it is super stressful i'll tell you <laughs> that i think a lot of people have to have this misconception that ah sony's flying you out you guys are having a vacation i'm like no no we're not having a vacation because we gotta like we are we're only given like maybe like if we're lucky, half a day to shoot with the new product, mm-hmm. or worst case scenario, just two hours. So it's like, well, I can't do all this test that people want would want to see. You know, like how am I gonna how am I gonna do that? So I'm like hauling my butt trying to like get all the sample shots that I need, gotta test it out for photo and videos. Yeah, like I'm not. It, it's hard to you know have fun on these trips because you're also at the same time working. I mean, it's cool to see the product, but you also want to be that that person to share this information, but also share it really well, and very informative for your viewers to watch. So yeah. it is super stressful. At the same time, you don't want to be making the same content as everyone else is making, because yeah. they're literally shooting the same thing. And I think a lot of people are, are like, kind of averse to that, especially when they watch, you know, m- more than just, you know, me mm-hmm. and like, they'll watch the Canvas Store TV, or DP Review, or like, Ted Forbes. So it's like, how can I make my content different from them? So I've always tried to like, come up with ideas on the spot, so yeah people think we're having fun out there but it's pretty stressful for me at least just trying to like (laughs) making sure my content is different but at the same time more informative yeah
1: yeah and then when the when the time comes where you're allowed to share it oh that's that's even
0: more incredibly stressful for me because like
1: like do you ever find yourself hitting export like an hour before the embargo lifts
0: Mm, no, I have it done. Okay, sometimes if we, literally, there <laughs> are how times. That's I always am. <laughs> there, by the way, <laughs> literally, there are times where it's like you, you have until this before the, you know, embargo lifts to finish up the video. They, they don't make you do it, but it's just like, hey, this is this is when we're gonna announce the news. If you guys want to have your video by then, you know, cool. If not, you know, whenever. So for me, it's like, well, obviously, you know, again, going back to like being the first ones to have that video up, you know, you got to make that deadline. Right. So for me, I'm just like scared. Cause I'm like, what if I accidentally upload the video, but hit publish first before uh-huh. the embargo. So I'm super stressed out. I'm like always tense. I'm like checking my video back and forth. Okay. It's private. It's, it's private. <laughs> it's private. It's private. Oh no, it's public. It's public you know, yeah. like, freaking out. Cause sometimes when you hit publish and nobody else like published their video, you're like, did i did i mess to? up the date <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what's going on no one's uploading their video and then like 30 seconds later it's like all the videos that populate
1: yeah so do you f- so here's my theory on this like i don't i don't know if it's worth doing that anymore maybe if you're a smaller channel under smaller being under five hundred thousand, like maybe we should still try to be f- first but like There's so many people that post the same video yeah is it better to do it like the day after
0: i think ultimately like for me i finally like when i first started doing all this like you know um yeah um pre-product launch or whatever you know it's just like yeah i gotta be the first ones but then i i realized at some point i'm just like well you know what people come to watch me for what i know and they want to hear my thoughts and my opinion so I've, I've done a good job establishing that already. You know, people will always come back to me relying on me on Sony content. So yeah. I shouldn't stress to be the first one yeah. to have that information, but just someone that can convey that information well. so and we see this in like i'm sure you've seen it too from kai kai doesn't release his the videos first no he uploads it maybe like a day after but he still racks up more views than i do Mm -hmm. it's because people want to see his take on it Same
1: for caleb pike like he just posted his review of the uh, xt3 yeah you know yeah and i'm sure it's going to perform really well yeah because people literally want caleb pike's yeah. interpretation of like this because
0: thing. he's done so well with reviewing yeah. cameras they're like well this is the guy that i'm gonna go yeah. to for camera same as for me people pe- people want to come to me because this guy does a lot of sony stuff i can take his word for it because mm-hmm. if i start reviewing fuji it's like no one's gonna take me seriously right
1: <laughs> although if you do you compare other cameras ever
0: i want to but i feel like again this you're gonna whole... be biased <sighs> It's not so much of me just being biased, it's that people are going to perceive me as biased. Whatever I'm going gotcha. to say, they're just going to be like, as I just did. <laughs> yeah, you're going to you're going to be biased about it. Like no matter how objective I I, mm-hmm. I want to be and can be. Yeah. You know, people are going to be like you're a Sony guy, like what are you doing yeah. here? Like when the GH5 launched, right? I talked about it on my son- on, on my channel. And people are like, you're a Sony guy. Why are you talking about GH5?
1: Let me ask you this. Um, I don't think this at all, but I'm just going to ask it for the sake of people who m- would want to, me to ask this. Sure. Does Sony pay you money? No. So you're not paid for by Sony. You don't get a monthly check from Sony. No.
0: Okay. If I, there's money to be had.
1: <laughs> they do but let you the... uh, use equipment
0: uh, early. Well... Yeah, well, for these press trips, you know, yeah. we get to play, but we can't take it out. Exactly. Of it. We can't take it outside.
1: Um, of it. there so. are exceptions, you know. For me, I think you got one. You know, they gave me an RX 2 They gave me yeah. it. Yeah. I, um, I I wasn't
0: sure I was supposed to return it. Though. I know, same. Usually we have to return stuff. Same. We don't get to keep it. Yeah. But I I sent an email
1: to Nicole and I was like, do I get to keep this? And she's like, yeah, yeah.
0: So, oh, cool. All so right, yeah, cool. I'll put it on eBay right away. I was like, <laughs> I, I had it back. I had it a box and everything, but I completely forgot about it. So I was like. I don't know if I'm supposed to return this. You know? <laughs> but no, we know. We don't I don't I don't get paid. Like I think a lot of people think I'm an official Sony ambassador, but mm-hmm. I'm not official, but yeah. I I do at times do projects with Sony, which is awesome. Like I did their whole rx100 um, vlogging campaign which you'll see my face on their website as oh, well cool. as best buy apparently oh wow yeah i, I had not seen it yet but someone sent me a uh, an instagram story like dude, dude your videos on best buy that's like, very cool really? that's cool
1: but you're not an official sony ambassador is that what they call
0: it i well okay so alpha shooter so sony has two different sort of ambassador programs as far as i know they have the sony ambassador i think they have sony artisans is what they call it So these are the photographers and uh, filmmakers with, you know, experience under their belts, you know, accolades and, you know, photography awards. I think uh,
1: uh, we interviewed Chris Picard and he is a Sony ambassador. Yes. Or
0: artisan. Sony artisan. And there's their Sony collective members and those are the the peeps with the, you know, huge social media following. Gotcha. So they have those two separate programs. I'm I'm not a part of any of those programs. Um, But then I do get, you know, We get to still do cool stuff with sony which you know i'm super blessed and happy with you know
1: if you were asked to be one would you say
0: yes um probably not just because um again like
1: is there money attached to it i don't think so they just give you free stuff
0: maybe or no i the their ambassador program would still have to pay for the year you okay. Know? Yeah, like. make get a discount th- or something. Yeah, a little bit of a discount. See, everyone thinks they get we get free year We don't get
1: free. Gear. I know that's the thing that we annoys don't. me. We don't get free year We get free
0: loaners. Yes, loaners for sure. Like if I if I need like a lens for like a comparison, like I would hit up like you know Sigma or Sony, mm-hmm. and just be like, hey, can I you know borrow this and you know mm-hmm. make some test videos out of and it? And then uh, I more had... than ha- they're more than happy to.
1: Yeah, and I have a deal with B and H. They let me borrow stuff. Yeah. You know. Uh, our friend Greg Farnham from Lens Pro to go. Yeah, he's, I don't know if he talked to you, but like he sent me the Sigma. Yeah, it, he's wanting. For it, yeah. yeah, he's wanting to send YouTubers more stuff through yeah. Lens Pro, which yeah. is great. So, um, once you get into YouTube, you can eventually get to a point where you don't have to shell out cash anymore to review stuff. Mm-hmm. That was always which is helpful. That was the frustrating thing. It was like you, I kind of had to have a liquid of about three to four thousand dollars.
0: Oh, five for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's it, just it, like constantly buy, return, buy, return, buy, sell on eBay, yeah. buy, sell.
0: <laughs> Here's the problem I, I have issues returning the stuff because I'm like, damn, I genuinely like this. I, yeah. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole MacBook, I was like, dang it, I have to keep
1: it now. Do you still have it?
0: Yeah, I, well, okay, so I, I'm working something out with um the, the Apple business team and just be like, hey, can I just return this one but get the version with two terabytes, mm-hmm. which costs the same amount of money? And they're like, yeah, totally.
1: Do you edit in Final Cut?
0: No, Premiere Pro. Okay. Yeah. Um, Almost, I'm a hard-headed Premiere Pro guy. Why is that? I just, I grew up learning with it and it, it took me forever. It, took, it, it was so hard for me to get into Final Cut. It's a gr- It's fantastic. Fantastic. Don't get me wrong.
1: Did you use Final but Cut for a time?
0: never it's i've always been premiere okay yeah but i've used final cut for about six months Mm -hmm. and i made a whole video about transitioning to final cut oh really (laughs) and um yeah i just couldn't get used to it okay it's it's great though everything runs fast and everything but i'm just like yeah i I mean this is a
1: this thing right here it's a 2016 13 inch base model yeah i paid a thousand dollars for this computer i I run my entire business off of it because of final cut
2: yeah
0: it's great. It's I fantastic. shoot everything
1: four K, ten and, bit, everything and on you this, get,
0: and you get people, and I have people yelling at me on the internet, like you just use Final Cut. What are you doing? Yeah. You get a MacBook for you. Well, use, put, 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 put I that. wanted
1: to post a tweet the other day because like Maddie posted a switching to PC video, like everyone is Chris Hall, Sarah Deechi, everyone is doing. I'm like,
0: and there's us, right? It's just like, yeah, this is still great. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I'm also like. Just instead of switch to PC, switch to Final Cut or Resolve. Either one, pick one. Oh, yeah, both of them run better. I want to try Resolve next. I heard um I heard some podcasts with the developers of the new Mac Pro. Yeah, like from Apple, and they said just wait for fall because they were asking about Premiere. They're like, "How is Premiere on the new Mac Pro?" They're mm-hmm. like, "It's great. We've been working with Adobe." And they nice. said we're gonna Adobe. Just wait, Adobe's gonna have some updates in the fall that will make it a lot better.
0: Okay, I'm I'm excited now. So, yeah. I'm super excited. And
1: I did see because I, I, I watch Max Yuryev's Urie, comparisons is awesome. all the time. Yeah, and like I don't know what happened. I guess there was an update in Premiere about a month or two ago. Yeah, and it seems to be better. It's still slower, but it's, it's better
0: significantly. <laughs> like his benchmark is just like that line. is, like this <laughs> long. line. Everything else is like this. <laughs> yeah i like, ah. Oh, it's really it? sad, isn't it? It is. the,
1: the Adobe is a great company. They make great products. Yeah. It's very, you know, I love After Effects. I've always been an After yeah. Effects fan. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you look at what the iPhone can do w- with uh, AR now, mm-hmm. and it's like it's doing it on device mm-hmm. immediately. And, like, Adobe After Effects, even on a beefy machine, is really yeah. slow. <laughs> so
0: I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping... Yeah. You're right about the fall update and that the Premiere <laughs> yeah. Pro will run so much smoother. I mean, like for me, I feel like a lot of those tests that Max does are based on export times. And then I'm looking at more of like timeline performance. Yeah. Is it chugging when it's playing back footage to me while I'm editing? Mm-hmm. If it is, I can't have that. That's yeah. wh- that's the whole thing why I switched over to a Razer uh, laptop is because it the timeline performance is better on the Razer. But I mean, there's still issues with the software itself. But yeah. I'm willing to put up with it because I can get done, th- get things done so much quicker with Premiere Pro than I can with yeah. trying to figure it out. I saw on, on Twitter,
1: um, Jonathan Morrison is a big Final Cut 10 oh, yeah. advocate. And yeah. then Linus Tech Tips, all of his editors are Premiere guys. Yeah. And so they're, they're having a Twitter battle about yeah. that. And apparently they're going to do a showdown video oh. with jonathan's editor and linus's editor that's the youtube
0: i'm subscribed
1: to yeah that's what i want to see exactly
0: yeah. all right all that youtube drama that happened last month. <laughs> i don't need to see that i need to see um, pc versus mac final cut versus <laughs> Pro. that's the that's the fight of the century
1: so um tamron sigma rokanon and g master mm-hmm. sony makes the g masters tamron's been ste- stepping up their game sigma's got the art series even rokinon's been doing autofocus lenses recently yeah there's a bunch of great sony glass yeah now and when you first started like you said it was really minuscule you just had that the i'm actually using it on that one the 24 to 70 f4 mm-hmm. that old like mm-hmm. crappy <laughs> zoom that's super soft but a small light i think yeah. you had it on your a7r when i saw you at vidcon last year but
0: ah, uh, i don't think so i've never owned the 24 to 70 f4 on the 16 to 35 f4 but never the 20 okay. 70. yeah
1: maybe it was the is there a 24 to 105 do you use that ever
0: uh i think that's for sony right now mm-hmm. i i've only used i don't think I, I don't know what i used to be honest with you For like <laughs> i could have swore
1: when i saw you at vidcon last year you had the maybe it was a 16 to 35 f4 maybe. anyways doesn't matter yeah uh what do you th- what do you think about the current ecosystem of lenses and fantastic I'm, i think those Tamrons are so cool they're Tam- so small Tamron is
0: doing some big things great mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. 17 to 20 i'm super stoked for that lens. yeah yeah that 28 to 75 like knocked that out of the park yeah so for sure i think like in terms of um fulfilling that mirrorless philosophy lightweight compact and still very high quality yep. i think tamron's really hit like yeah it's a sweet spot it was
1: a hole in the market because like the sigma art lenses are fabulous i think fantastic the, the quality of them alone is super sharp super sharp yeah but they're freaking huge
0: <laughs> I mean they are they didn't they didn't design those lens for the mirrorless intention right they yeah. designed it for DSLR. I think they there was like some interviews saying that they prioritized the image quality over the form factor which I totally respect, you know. There yeah. are people who would want that 1.4 super sharp but Sure. don't mind that, you know, heavy lens, but for people like me I'm just like I'm, I'm getting
1: kind of tired. Yeah. You know. But um what do you think about Rokinon? Have you used any of their stuff? It's just <sighs> cheap.
0: Only, only the 85 I've used their cinema stuff, their manual cinema stuff, back Mm -hmm. when we were um, back in the production company that I used to work for. They're fantastic lenses, for sure. I think in terms of autofocus performance, I think they're still a little bit lacking in the video side of things. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, if you're a photographer, you need that 1.4. is, like, out there for you.
1: And then, obviously, the G-Master lenses. Oh, yes. I think now um, we've just seen so many lenses. uh, And it kind of makes Nikon and Canon, like look like just garbage because like they have there's no lens lineup for nikon and canon's mirrorless yep. full frame mm-hmm. like none mm-hmm. you know i think nikon has more than canon so at mm-hmm. least they're doing better but mm-hmm. now sony's ecosystem even if objectively you know the nikon z6 may be a better option than an a7iii with the specs you know it does 10-bit it's gonna have pros raw yeah you know the i I think the color is better i think the ibis is better that's my opinion how dare you um But I get frustrated with the camera because the lenses aren't there. The ecosystem isn't there. And when you look at Sony, you've got so much ecosystem now.
0: Yeah, because Sony did a great job building up despite the flack that they were getting 10 years ago. I mean, like, they're like, oh, it's mirrorless. No one takes it seriously. Oh, yeah. Okay. You have more, uh, you know, they have a little bit more lenses. Okay. Whatever. Okay. You're getting into full frame. All right. That's cool. That's cool. All of a sudden, A7R2, A7S2, everyone's just throwing money at Sony. It's just like, you're the coolest brand ever, right? I think (laughs) it's
1: really smart, too, that they stuck with the same lens mount for Mm -hmm. crop and full frame. Yep. I do think, uh, again, you know, you won't agree with me, but like, I think the Nikon Z6, the way that they. You know, they made the mount huge mm-hmm. so that allows the lenses to actually be a little bit smaller and mm-hmm. because of the opening of the lenses mm-hmm. larger so the elements can be closer. I don't know all the physics, yeah, but like Neither do I. yeah, but basically what they told me was because the mount's so freaking massive, they can actually make the lenses smaller through physics. That's cool. And so respect. yeah, so yeah. that's cool. Like I wish you know, it's like, oh man, it'd be cool if like the Gmasters were half the size yeah. but they've kept them really lightweight, even though yeah. they look big yeah and what are your thoughts on the G Master I think the G stuff. Masters are fantastic why I mean, isn't there a 35 and a
0: 50 because Zeiss already got that covered but I want a G Master though. I mean I'm sure it'll be coming out
1: do you think they have like a I think
0: they're just looking to fill in all the missing gaps right now right, rather than 24. Ta- they're not tackling the gaps that are that that's already been like set in stone you know I think they're gonna circle back to it yeah. but for now they, they, I think they definitely want to concentrate they they said 12 lenses are coming out this year Okay. and how many have they announced 3 yeah. We still got nine lenses to go. So wow! We so might... we're
1: gonna have a big drop like halfway through this year.
0: Yeah. So twelve. It's 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 all the companies have a roadmap for their lenses. So what's your
1: favorite? Uh, give me. It's if I were asked this question, it would be so hard to pick. But just give me like top three favorite lenses right now.
0: Top three favorite lenses. If you
1: want to make it five, go for it. But,
0: um, <laughs> no. That's here's the thing. It's it's super hard. But then for me, when I Nowadays, when I shoot, I have a wide angle and a telephoto. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be like a 16 to 35 and an 85, or an 18 millimeter with a 40 and an 85. Yeah, the bodice series. So for me, I think I really like the 16 to 35 G Master with the Sony 85. That would be like my two combination to get anything done travel, wedding, um, anything.
1: What do you use the 85 for? Like product shots and stuff?
0: Uh, 85 for that telephoto portrait look. You know and that compression you know that's why i like about the 85s it's like my favorite lens for
1: is that g master
0: no i don't use the g master i use the sony 85 1.8 that's the really? one that i own i'm going to switch over to the zeiss bodice 1.8 uh-huh. 85 because is there a g master 85 yeah there is oh, the okay, 1.4 they yeah. have a 1.4 i why? had it before why not then... why do you because uh... when i did the test between the 85 1.4 and 1.8 like there is a difference for sure there's a difference absolutely but i couldn't tell yeah so i was like the price difference
1: is massive
0: price difference is massive um the The size the size is mass uh you know there's a difference but for me i was just like you know i don't mind the 1.8 you know i shoot i shoot video as well Mm -hmm. the video autofocus is a little bit faster on the 1.8 really this is the one Mm -hmm. to get i'm gonna it's
1: smaller yeah
0: i bought it and i sold my 85 1.4 never looked back
1: nice yeah yeah i think um the the 28 uh was a f2 yeah and the 85 those two like you could get by with just those two lenses oh absolutely you know you can do your your two camera piece on a tripod with the 28 it's wide enough uh and then you do your close-ups with the 85 yeah. and they're small compact fairly affordable yeah um that's what i love about sony is you have not only um the high end with the g master but you have a lens like the 28 that's just a gem of a lens it's yeah. small perfect price point in my opinion of like high quality but not you know it's not like a budget 150 nifty yeah. 50 like it's actually decent but ah. it's small
0: i'll be honest i've never used that lens really i haven't used the 28 before i've
1: heard so i've uh i've never used it either but <laughs> i have a lot of friends that have
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was it's a fantastic gimbal lens i see yeah. a lot of people who were using it on a gimbal and the thing is the 28 it may not be as wide as a 24 but i feel like it's a Actually a pretty cinematic lens. I like I yeah. personally
1: shoot everything with I have a twenty eight. I I'm weird. I've I've rebought my one DC. I've rebought one. And so I'm shooting on that again. That's okay. With a twenty-eight. So
0: <laughs> we're just not <laughs> talking after this podcast. I'm gonna... <laughs> uh
1: Sony RX 2 Oh boy. I, I have one. I love it. I love it too. Uh tell me your thoughts.
0: It's a camera that you don't want to take advantage of the professional feature. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm going to say, okay? Because it's such a small camera with so little buttons. It's like, what are you going to adjust? Are you going to really try to adjust your shutter speed on the fly? Are you going to try to adjust your ISO on the fly? I
1: I tried to. It was really boring. It was really bad. It's hard, right? right? So,
0: But then people are like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that." that. The whole point of the camera is not to be, you know, for you to finesse, take the time to finesse with, you got to let the auto feature do its thing. So for me, I took it out to Hawaii, and I was shooting with S, you know, shooting S-Log three, two, two. I think it's only 2. two. I was shooting oh, S-Log 3, but... I, it doesn't? I don't remember. But I was shooting S-Log 2, I believe, with it, and I was just letting the auto exposure do its thing. You know, I was just letting every, you know, just the camera take over. I'm just, you know, so hitting in, record. In P-Mode, basically. Pretty much, you, you know, you can't use manual on that. It's just so hard. But the stuff came out great. I just, like, I pasted it on my S-Log LUT, and I was just like, whoa. All right, good enough. This is fine. <laughs> did you, you know?
1: shoot 4K or did you shoot yeah, 4K. slow motion? or 4K,
0: 1080p, 120. We took it up on a helicopter, too, and we're just, nice. like, mm, you know, just getting some great shots out of it. So, um, it's got a mic input. It's got a mic input. Gosh, just put that on the RX100. That's release. all I – I
1: know that's – every time I pick up the RX-02, yeah. uh, I'm, like, I – I really should be using an RX100 because mm-hmm. of the autofocus. Yeah, but and it's an f one8 lens yep. instead of a 2.8. Mm-hmm. or I think it's f four actually on the which one on RX0 two. Yeah, yeah, it's f four. So um, when you shoot outside, it doesn't really matter. But you know, but it's like, but this has a mic input.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fantastic little it's fun piece camera. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, do you prefer shooting APS-C or full frame?
0: full frame yeah but if APS-C came out with 4k 60
1: <laughs> before
0: yeah I'll come because yeah. like at the time when the a7r2 and the a6500 was out my a6500 was actually my main camera yeah so i mean like, i don't i'm not very like particular with full frame or apsc it yeah. just depends on like which camera has what i need the most
1: i do love that sigma has the the trifecta the 16, the 16 30, the 30 56 they're all one fours they're a good size yep. they're they're actually a good size and they're sigma lenses and i hope they keep making a great price
0: i hope they keep making the lenses yeah th- i think i this, heard a rumor there's uh, gonna be a 10 dis- millimeter despite the fact that they have that whole LMA alliance i hope they still make stuff for the sony because those uh-huh. are like killer lenses yeah they yeah. should do
1: a 10 millimeter they should do you know more stuff yeah for sure um com- uh, compelling reviews take time but you seem to crank them out really quickly so like, what's your, what's your workflow like currently when you actually, you have, you come up with a concept and you actually execute it. What's your workflow?
0: Just have fun. <laughs> Just be conversational about it. That's the thing that I've learned barely this year, even last year. Have you, been, you went to VidCon. Yeah. That's how yeah. we met. Have you, but have you been to any of those panels? Like yeah.
1: The, I mean, I went to all of them at VidCon, but. Yeah.
0: I, I, I don't know if you sat in one with me with, um, Freddie Wong. No, I, uh, no i didn't Freddie w yeah i love him does anybody know Freddie w Do oh I of course remember Freddie w of course he's if
1: you don't know him go look him up super mario in real life yeah
0: <laughs> In uh well just i, I don't want to make this too long rocket jump i i went to his panel at vidcon and it really changed my mind he's like it was a very pessimistic talk though he
1: i've watched interviews with him he's yeah. kind of pessimistic uh, about youtube because i think he i don't know if he, regret is the right word but He is more of, he wants to be a filmmaker.
0: He does. And the the analogy that really stuck with me, not really analogy, but the story that really stuck with me from his panel at VidCon was that he was like, I am spending so much time making this viral video when 12 seconds later, there will be a cat video that would have twice the amount of views that (laughs) I would make. And nobody would remember the content that I made. That's what he said. Something like that. Something along that line. And he was like, I am spending so much time making throwaway content. Like, literally, if I were to take everything that I've uploaded for my channel 10 years ago and just start re-uploading them, people will th- will still think it's brand new. And that totally blew my mind. I was like, that is so true. Like, it doesn't matter. You've seen it before he on was, YouTube and on famous Facebook. famous 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, on Facebook and on YouTube. How many times have you came across a viral video that you've seen 10 years ago? And you're like, why is this still popular? Yeah. Have... have you know, have the world not seen this yet? And it's so true, you know, like you have to start thinking about your content. And this sounds really mean, but your content is pretty much throwaway. <laughs> you yeah. watch it once and you discard it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's me and you who, is like, who are trying to make these, these perfect these content. Mm-hmm. But at the, at the end of the day, it's just like you're going to have to repeat yourself a lot. You're going to have to make your next video pre- pretty much regurgitating some of the same information you made from the last mm-hmm. video because there will be other people out there who have never seen it before. Yeah. So it, it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to be conversational about it. You know, when I'm reviewing something, I'm just like, look, I'm going to bring up a little bit of history. I'm going to talk about something that I've talked about in the past, but just kind of re- reintroduce it in this next video in yeah. case there's someone else who's watching it that's never seen me before. So another good example from Gary Vee is that we always watch his stuff. It's the same information. He <laughs> says the same thing. He repeats the same thing. It's just packaged differently. Yeah. So for me, it's just like, look, you just got to be conversational on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the people that watch you. You know, they want to be engaged Mm -hmm. and they want to hear what you have to say. That's good. So for me, it's good for me to hear that.
1: Yeah. Because I'm right there where I've been doing this long enough now to where I am repeating myself. Yeah. And, you know, for example, I'm finishing up a review I did on the Canon EOS RP. Mm -hmm. And it's just a a diluted EOS R. Yeah. Or like an M50. Okay. And when I'm doing the review, it's like, this is the exact same camera pretty much
0: but there are other people out there who's never that they're that not even part of the camera sphere they're just yeah. like well i, I kind of want to check this out let's see what he has to say mm-hmm. so it's just having that conversation with like mm-hmm. your audience rather than just
1: yeah you know and you know there the truth is too like i remember when the a7 III first came out everybody did a ton of reviews on it mm-hmm. so i decided not to do a review on kinetika and i had a ton of people say like why didn't you do a review on that i'm like well there's literally like a hundred videos
0: and it goes back to people wanting They're like well, to well hear i want to see you say it yeah. yeah they want to hear what you have to say yeah so
1: well my i just yeah send I a know. link to your video yeah we're
0: <laughs> sometimes right like we just like we get caught up we get so caught up with what we see that we start not seeing what other people uh uh-huh. see for themselves plus you know? we're
1: reading rumor sites you know so we might it's be like, in the... how
0: do you not know this there's it's on the rumors right <laughs> yeah. but people don't know
1: there's nothing worse than like seeing somebody like uh peter mckinnon or somebody else who's really way ahead and they say something that's so horribly wrong about a tech thing mm-hmm. i'm like don't you know didn't you read sony alpha rumors two weeks ago like yeah. when they announced this thing yeah I'm like no i guarantee you he didn't read that <laughs> i mean he,
0: he's he's I mean like we're I'm guilty of it too sometimes like information just slips by oh you yeah you never know and you know thankfully they call you out well they call me out but people are nice about it they're like oh no this is this is really not the case and that's what I really love about like my, my, my comment section even though if I'm wrong despite my catchy tagline can't go wrong with Jason Wong. even though I'm wrong <laughs> people are like they're they're so helpful they're just yeah. like look th- this is this is not the case mm-hmm. like this is why this is it's doing this weird thing so here's the link to the article like I'm very like that's the, I start engaging with my comment. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So if this is the case, I'm gonna make an update video about it. You know, yeah. yeah I call I'll, I was like, this comment was saying that I'm mm-hmm. wrong about this certain thing. So here's the new information. So I learn things. Like I don't. I don't know everything about Sony, nor do I know everything about, <laughs> you know, the camera itself. So mm-hmm. it's always helpful to have that community to yeah. help you fill in those gaps that you don't necessarily have the information yeah. to. So,
1: so you don't know everything about Sony, but you're in Japan for a month and a half, and the A7S III still isn't here yet. Oh, so sorry. what can you tell me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry. I, was just, I, I told them to send it back in make all these jams. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know anything about the A7S III.
1: Speculation-wise, uh, I can say for myself that, you know, if you like what you saw with the Panasonic S1H, I would assume that it'll be similar.
0: They have to. Some way top it in Mm -hmm. some way that's all that's all i know and that's what i'm hoping yeah they're subverting our expectations
1: for anybody who's out of the know on the s1h 6k uh 4k 60 full frame 5.9k yeah so we'll see so how many how many weddings do you shoot a year at this point
0: i think i shoot about 10 at most okay yeah it's just been crazy busy with like other things too so wedding is not my fault my main thing anymore you know yeah. obviously like youtube doing fun cool projects doing educational content on my youtube channel mm-hmm. so those are definitely what's it's what's taking out most of my time i still like to do weddings i love shooting weddings mm-hmm. i think it's super fun yeah. um, other people may not feel the same way i like <laughs> shooting weddings i don't like editing weddings yeah so do you have an editor we do he just recently left left um, or he'll sorry. be editing his last wedding so and he's so cool too i was like dude this guy's editing weddings better than i did because i was editing all all the stuff before but then this guy came in like fresh uh, fresh perspective on on how we shoot and like how and just seeing him edit is just so awesome but yeah we definitely need to do you have an editor for an editor. youtube no i'm looking for one
1: okay yeah um i how hate many... editing me too <laughs> how many edit... how many videos do you upload a, a month
0: i try to do twice a week i try to do twice a week yeah, yeah. So about eight videos a month. Yeah. yeah.
1: Is that doable? Have you been able to pull it off?
0: Totally. It's totally doable. And that it goes back to the whole, like, having, not being a perfectionist about your videos. So you can have, I think, one or two really polished content and maybe the rest that are, like, mediumly polished and one that's not so polished. And yeah. that could be, like, just straight up talking to the camera with no B-roll. Mm-hmm. But you Maybe, just have to find that balance. You yeah. Know? If,
1: if there's a rumor or something that's, ju- you know, something that just was announced, mm-hmm. you can just do a, a talking, just read the news, basically. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Input and, your thoughts.
0: Exactly. I try like, not to do that too much because I know there will be other people that will be doing it. So I'm the type of person, excuse me, to like to have hands on things before I talk about mm-hmm. it. Sometimes you can't really do it, but. Yeah, for the most part, I try to at least have some sort of first-hand experience before talking about it.
1: Yeah, so for a lot of people who might be wondering, what is your like go-to gear package right now?
0: What do you mean by gear package?
1: That you're shooting your YouTube videos with?
0: Oh, okay. Mm, I think what the Zeiss bought is 40. All my product shots. But again, going back to what I you're love say- the 40
1: millimeter focal length. That's great. I know it's
0: fantastic. But going back to what you were asking me earlier about the, the lenses, 16-35, mm-hmm. 85, those are, like, what I what I can do for mm-hmm. sure. Make a full YouTube video or even um, making Do you use weddings. a monitor? Yeah. Which one? So I use a small HD to look at myself. <laughs> that sounds so narcissistic. The
1: uh, focus? <laughs>
0: yeah, this fo- the focus. I love
1: how it auto-flips now.
0: Yeah. yeah. It auto-flips? Oh, you mean, like, the image? Or, yeah, so
1: when you f- when you flip it it auto mirrors itself yeah, when you flip it I like that that oh, was a request a that I yeah. gave them
0: I use I use two monitors so small HD for my YouTube stuff but then whenever I need to record tutorials I use the Atomos Ninja 5
1: yeah so you yeah. can just go forever yeah no cut off
0: well just to record the back of my camera that's that's pretty much oh gotcha the, yeah <laughs> so you're not actually using I'm not it. using it for like the 10 bit okay. 422 ProRes raw purposes but
1: so gear aside what are what are some of it's just other things that pe- people might not know about you
0: i don't know what do people want to know <laughs> i'm a huge introvert
1: you um yeah. you go to a lot of conventions so. for like anime for you were at e3 yeah like you didn't have to go there for a gear review you went there for fun right i went there for fun yeah so yeah. you're you're a gamer
0: not really but it's you're, a nice distraction from all the stuff that i'm doing right you're,
1: now you like the culture and the stuff in it right yeah i don't know yeah. i mean
0: like i'm a nerd i like playing video games i'm, I'm always, a nerd
1: but i don't play video games i don't like games. like a
0: like a different like a different sense of like nerd or geek right <laughs> yeah but then i don't know it's just for me it's like i need an outlet of some sort that's away from the camera stuff yeah because i'm like so invested and in i'm just like i'm getting drained from this so yeah on youtube i will watch gaming content or like i would play my own video game. i'm starting to play video games again i wasn't playing it before because i always thought these are a huge distraction (laughs) it's gonna stop my productivity but i'm just like there has to be some sort of outlet for you to just kind of ease your mind off of work and just like play video games
1: and your girlfriend you know you guys go on dates and stuff like that's good right but she talks to you about work right yeah a
0: little bit yeah my wife we're we're trying to find a Balance. my
1: wife has no involvement in my career at all other that's than good. the fact that she's married to me
0: <laughs> and i pay for stuff
1: but yeah. um so when i'm with her and with you know i have a son i've got a one and a half year old like it really has helped actually to separate because when i'm with my little boy like i'm with him playing with legos you yeah. know and that's very different
0: <laughs> no joke i have mad respect for you oh, and you. for everybody that has like Kid, yeah, Caleb Pike, you know, he's got. I'm just like, how are you guys? Three kids. Like, how are you guys making content? You know, like it must be so <laughs> difficult to find that time. Like, I'm just sitting around, just like, oh, I'm not doing anything. You know, <laughs> like I'm playing video games, nah, trying to take care nah. of myself, but then
1: it's just different stages. Yeah, but I was it,
0: talking to uh you guys are cranking out content at like 5 a.m. in the morning. Sydney Diongson, <laughs>
1: anyway, yeah, so, I know, I, right? Like, Sydney's great. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to uh, Ted from Aperture about this, and he told because he's. In, you know he's got a girlfriend but no kids and he told me the same thing he's like all the people i've met that have kids for some reason they're more productive than me yeah and i was like honestly it's just because you have to be it, like yeah. it, it is a physical thing that like whether you like it or not like i have to be home and be a good dad otherwise my kid's gonna grow up yeah. and I have daddy issues
0: yeah so mad, yeah mad respect cause so like
1: i can only work in this subset of time you know yeah.
0: some i mean someday that would definitely be me in the future Yeah. but then it's just like i looking at it right now through like your guys's lens i'm like i don't know how i can deal with this <laughs> you know i'm like i feel like i'm really you lazy figure it out. i feel like i'm really lazy i'm wasting a lot of time so i'm just like <laughs> man if dave and connor can crank out that video in like a day <laughs> while taking care of a kid at home i'm like i have no excuse you to be like lagging editor. behind right get an editor man i'm trying um does anyone want to be an editor for jason Bong?
1: what are some trends that you're seeing on youtube right now that are different than the vlog and like the MKBSG stuff
0: maybe it's because of what's going either it's either what's going on on youtube or maybe because of the, the few videos that i've watched that youtube suddenly is like recommending to me but youtube drama oh yeah it, all the drama stuff is just popping up on my feed and i'm just like i don't i don't really need to see yeah. this but i feel like that's it's what's, everywhere what's going on right now if i need to look at anything trendy i go to pewdiepie
1: yes so good
0: <laughs> so it's just like he's like talking about youtube drama's like that must be
1: pewdiepie and is. philip defranco are my go-to like any yeah. n- news that's going on so yes yeah, so
0: i feel like youtube drama is like the trend now. oh yeah yeah like you have to like call out beef on somebody and get <laughs> and get like massive amount of followers or lose a massive amount of followers yeah but yeah
1: so i I, <laughs> I have this dream to make a uh a camera rap battle Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm transitioning my... I have a personal channel mm-hmm. uh, as well as Kinetika mm-hmm. And I've unlisted every video on my personal. And I'm going to start over and start from scratch. And I'm wanting to do comedy sketch stuff. Good. G- centered around tech and gear. Good. And I have that same
0: thought too. Really? Yeah. Well, but I'm not going to do it though. <laughs> but
1: So I really want thought. to have... like I would love to have you be the sony guy and we'll have a whole rap written for you and you could be the sony guy
0: i can't rap but i'll try
1: well i mean yeah i mean it'd just be fun you'll
0: <laughs> you just you'll just are you down auto tune it for me you know whatever you need to do just make me sound good would you be
1: down to do that yeah
0: as long as you make me sound good <laughs> <Heck yeah>. um <laughs> let's wrap this up cool
1: anybody who is starting fresh this is like the go-to oh, question oh boy how do they start just as a youtuber do
0: just do it just do it i think the whole theme of this podcast is stop being a perfectionist yeah because i think that's what holds a lot of people Mm -hmm. like away from doing something i've met so many people it's just like i'm gonna start making a youtube video tomorrow no you make it today yeah you make it today you get it done you upload it tomorrow yep okay you don't you don't wait next week or the week after and start perfecting your video because the longer you wait the less motivation you have so, for me, I'm always acting on my motivation. Like, if I'm inspired to do something right now, I'm going to go do it. Otherwise, it's never going to get done.
1: So true. Yeah. For us procrastinators out there. Like, I'm a
0: procrastinator, too.
1: Man. Yeah. So much. Um. Uh, a YouTube creator, educator guy, Roberto Blake. Are you familiar with him? Yes. He's he, so cool. He s- has a great saying. I've been saying it in this podcast quite a bit because, like, it really rings true with YouTubers. Mm-hmm. He says, you need to reach a level of acceptable quality when you're yes. a YouTuber. Yeah. I think that's a perfect way to kind of be to per, have a perspective on it. It's like, is this acceptable? Yes. Then there you go.
0: I feel like a lot of us will go through that path eventually. Mm-hmm. I think MKBHD said the same thing too. He was like, I got to stop being a perfectionist about it. Because sometimes yeah. you will notice minor flaws in his video and you're just like, I see it. I got you. Yeah.
1: Or or it's like a really clean shot of him, mm-hmm. but he just sits there and talks for the whole time. Yeah. With no B-roll. Yeah. Know?
0: So it's just absolutely reaching that level of acceptance for me that's what i'm doing right now too just like i'm okay with this who
1: are some um and to end it up like to end the podcast what are some people that you really respect that you really love watching their stuff uh any youtubers or even just just filmmakers in general just
0: favorite youtuber or yeah just just artists yeah that's a tough question to answer right now because it's always fluctuating but i guess i really like watching this channel called psych irl have you have you seen it before no so it's just this 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 girl named Donna who's like analyzing all these YouTube videos and YouTube celebrities and sort of like dive into the psychiatric of things. I just thought it was really interesting. Psych IRL. Yes, yeah, psych IRL. I don't know. I just feel like I can relate to a lot of the stuff that she talks about. So that's the channel that I enjoy. It's oh, fun. Yeah.
1: yeah. She's she's only well, you know. Psych-IRL. Oh, Bye. she's a hundred and oh, I've seen her. Yeah. She's something popped up the other day uh she's blowing up on youtube maybe it was the hab oh body shaming h3 versus trisha paytas i don't think i've seen that one i saw the casey neistat what the end of the casey neistat style reveals about youtube like it's actually it's not just the way you described it might come across like she's just a react channel but it's more uh, like Vox Media kind of like – she kind of like edits it really well with like voiceovers and
0: – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like almost like a study on yeah. like, like YouTube YouTube personalities, celebrities, and I don't know. I just – I like, was upset. I'm give
1: her a subscribe.
0: Yeah, watch her stuff. I was watching her stuff the entire time I was in Japan. Like I just like load it up and just like it's leave it in the background so and just like watch it. Yeah, it's so good.
1: Do you have a YouTube premium account? No. you use ad blockers?
0: No. For YouTube, I disable it oh yeah so okay. i don't use it on YouTube. so you watch youtube ads and i skip watch youtube them. ads yeah because i know i know what it's like it doesn't drive you crazy no i can and, watch the same bnh at 100 500 times
1: <laughs> i uh man i i got premium for free for like a month and like after having that i'm like i can't go back because it's so nice to lock my screen and just listen to a video
0: mm-hmm. and like not like i don't know i'm just so accustomed to it like yeah. the ads that i see i'm just like artist subscription got it bnh already shopped there it's fine <laughs> like you're showing me the same things i'm, just, I'm, like, yeah. I'm cool but, cool well yeah.
1: what's uh what do you got going on over the you know just next couple months so people can look forward to
0: um i'm going to yosemite this weekend oh wow just, fun yeah just for so fun.
1: by the time this comes out you'll have already gone yeah probably
0: <laughs> yeah um i really want to do more travel and um make pieces on education, especially what we did with Zeiss. Mm -hmm. Like any type of sponsored content that I get Mm -hmm. or sponsorships that I get, I would always try to make it into like an educational piece, something that's like, hey, it's not a blatant advertisement about products. Yes, you're getting that as well, but you're also gonna be getting way more value. You're gonna be getting like a thousand dollar film course for free because this brand right here supports what I do and wants to get people to use just to film more in general or take more photos, you know, that's essentially it. So mm-hmm. I wanna do more of that stuff. This year we wanna focus a lot on Asia. So we went to Hong Kong and Japan. I do wanna go to maybe Taiwan or Singapore before the year ends. It just Man. makes some crazy good content. It's so out much there. fun, isn't it, to yeah. do all that. And we just gotta find a brand that believes in what we do and just sort of like, hey, yeah, yeah we'll use your stuff, but we're gonna make it into an educational piece.
1: Love it. Are so. you gonna continue to pursue just doing, you know, what you're doing just at a larger scale? Do you like what yes. you're doing right now?
0: I love what I'm doing yeah. right now. I mean like sometimes I I get scared because I'm like, I don't know how people are going to receive this or like how well the reception is. But then at the end of the day, it's just like, look, if I can help someone out. Yeah. Good enough.
1: I feel like I was talking to my wife actually last night. I was like, I feel like at any moment, the rug could just be pulled from underneath me. Like, I can't believe that I'm doing what I love right now on YouTube. It's such a blessing and I've worked really hard, but always in the back of my it mind does too. feel like at any moment this
0: really could end hey don't worry we got each other yeah, yeah sure. if anything goes down we'll start a wedding company together. <laughs> let's do it let's do it man
1: well thanks a lot jason for coming on the oh, podcast thank you. thank you for having me. it was me. a blast i'd like to thank jason vong again for coming on the polar pro golden hour podcast you can follow him on instagram at jason v media and check him out on youtube at youtube.com slash jason vong even if you're not a Sony shooter, I hope you could take away a lot from my interview with Jason. And even though Jason does work with Sony cameras a lot, everything that he's talking about still applies to almost everybody. We're also posting video clips of this podcast on our YouTube channel. It's just Polar Pro, search Polar Pro YouTube channel on YouTube and you can see all the highlight clips from the show. You can actually see video of me pushing up my glasses, drinking coffee and talking to guests. Once again, I'd like to thank you guys for listening to the Golden Hour podcast, for being fans, especially if you're at the very end of this podcast. Jeez, it's a long podcast. Listen all the way to the end. The bitter, bitter end. Man, you're a super duper fan. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, I'm Dave Mays. This is the Golden Hour podcast. See you next week.